it on, but even with nothing on, but I made you look. I made you look. Hi. That was today's intro. Welcome to On to the Next. We are continuing our discussion all about the crazy world of theme parks. Can you tell I've just had a coffee and like a massive tea up so yeah you look too like looking a bit like hyped up on caffeine let's talk about theme parks james i'm on the water so let's just get straight into it straight in because we missed out on lots of things i mean last episode we kind was of just, just you indulging your wildest yeah, fantasy it was talking just me about being theme parks. so excited just discussing them whereas we didn't really actually discuss anything like to do job wise working really. in one or like anything like that we just talked we? about how much we love them yeah and some facts and stuff i mean it's still interesting it's yeah. like one of my favorite episodes because it's just <laughs> so i can't wait to listen to it back that's so you vain, just isn't it, see that? james in his absolute happy place oh <laughs> so i look really short i don't do. like what's going well, on you today are a lot smaller than i am is it because we had the opposite yeah, chairs think, last time i think i'm sat on a higher up chair yeah i was you. on that chair last time let me see if i can lift this up yeah, there no, we no. go <laughs> Well, now you're like some sort of giant. <laughs> no, that's. Fair. I look small. I look like a little schoolboy. Yeah, that's how I look. Sorry, guys. Um, See, this is why. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. So, we're going to mainly focus on your work at Universal Studios Japan mm. because we spoke quite a lot about Chessington. With a. For <laughs> the sneaky snakes. And um, we didn't get to really talk that much about your biggest theme park job in one of the biggest theme parks in the world. Yes, the so, fifth most visited theme park in the world. And like we mentioned before, it's very relevant because they're currently yeah, casting. Yeah, they're currently casting so right now. This could be the start of somebody's universal this journey. This could be the start of something new. It feels so right to be here with you. Whoa! Right. Well, that's. Should we begin with how I auditioned for how, them? Then? What was your audition process? Because yes. that's what's happening. Um, also, did you get the audition yourself? This is what I was wondering. Mm. Did you find it online? Because like I'm always scouting online for auditions, mm. especially in like my favourite places. I'm always looking at the jobs that I want to have. Mm. So, so being a theme park nerd, did you just research it yourself or did it just come through from Becky Barrett and you were like, wow, yeah, that's well, perfect. So for me, I, at the time, was not really very good at looking for auditions because I was getting quite a lot of auditions through from my agent. Um, and I actually got sent it through. I actually didn't even know there was a Universal in Japan. I didn't really know much about Japan. Oh my gosh! I know. Well, I probably knew that there was like multiple Universals. I'm shocked around. at you for that. Yeah, I know. Considering how much you pride yourself I on theme know. park knowledge and you but didn't time, even know every single park that every single... At the time I was kind of just like, you know, just a small UK theme park fan. Right. With like the just occasional white sprinkling contained. of America. Whereas now I'm like... Theme park <laughs> I'm gonna pause for a second. Yeah, so I was just kind of like a, a UK theme park nerd. I wasn't theme park worldwide, which um, is now like a big thing. So now I'm like a global <laughs> enthusiast. Yeah, you've spread. You've spread out. I've spread. I've gone whole, international. You could say 
You're now universal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. Oh my God, I love that though. Um, <laughs> you are universal with your people. We are universal. Love is universal. That was their pride merch. It all said that. Really? Love is universal. Oh, yeah. that's quite nice, yeah, actually. That's quite cute. Love is universal. I had a little COVID mask. It was rainbow. It said love is universal. And oh, it, very it was sweet. very uncomfortable in the ears. It was like... But, oh, one of those squashers. Yeah, it was a squasher of the ears, but it looked nice. And it had a special nose gap too. Anyway, Good. getting away from the point. Um, yeah, so my agent sent me through the audition. And it was actually on the or same audition day as another audition. I had like a bit of a clash. And we, my agent said, oh, you can either go to the Universal one first, see how it goes. If it goes badly, just leave and go to this other one. What was the other one? Um, it was for Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, oh. which our friend Aaron, Aaron did. Aaron, yeah. So shout out. I mean, I could have been your castmate, but I forfeited the audition. You, so you didn't even go to it? So I didn't even go to it because I made it through the first round. What was the first round? So the first round, I went to the singer call. They do different calls. Um, they have a singer day, then they have a dancer day, and then they have like a straight acting day as well. Um, and you sort of apply for which one you want to go for. But... Um, I think it was sort of like half open, half closed audition this day. So mine was a closed appointment. Anyway, um, and I, I believe it's all different now because of COVID and then they did some sort of sort like self-tape thing now and you like half self-tape, half go in person. Yeah. At the time, this was in 2019, so you all just rocked up on the day. There was no sort of self-tape beforehand. Um, but yeah, my first round was singing and they asked me to prepare a song um, and it was shut up and dance. Oh, I love me. it. This moment is my destiny. destiny. She said, ooh, ooh, shut up and dance. That's me. a good song. Yeah, it was. I was really fun. So I got, had to sing that. Um, and I thought it went okay. Oh my God, it was so funny as well. They had this little microphone, but it was like a microphone that was like on the floor. But it, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a small stick and it had to go in between your legs. Right. So you were like standing up You're with this like, like pole struggling. between your legs. Yeah. And they were like <laughs> just standing so up. Weird. It was literally like in between my legs. I was like I've never I, I've never heard of that I, in an audition. Know, but disgusting but if I fart right now, that's gonna oh be Oh my god. <laughs> that's gonna be like all over <laughs> my audition. Sound. So I was really like holding in. <laughs> that reminds me sorry, this is gross, but it's not that gross. But it just reminds me of my sister. <laughs> But I always FaceTime her and I have my AirPods in mm. and she burps all the time. Oh, no. 24-7, doesn't she, Nan? Emma, her energy does, yeah. Yeah, all the time. It, literally, it's so annoying to me. And she would do it when we're on FaceTime knowing I've got it in my oh. AirPods and it goes like surround sound and it's oh, so loud so and bad. it literally makes me scream and hang up the <laughs> phone and it's now my number one pet peeve and she does it on purpose. I'm like, stop Just doing surround sound burps into no, my AirPods. So it's, gross. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, that's what that reminded oh, me of. Well, anyway, so I had to record it. And it went fairly well. Anyway, I went um, outside and then the runner came out and they said, oh, they really liked you and they'd like to hear you sing again later on this afternoon. So could you wait around um, until two o'clock? And I was like, okay, well, I'm probably going to not be able to go to the other audition then. 
So I had to sit around for ages and I was literally just watching people go in, out, in, out all day. And all these people were like literally being sent home. And I was like, oh my God, I've, I've literally been asked to stay. I was like, this right. is great. I was like, this, because like virtually everyone was being turned away. And I was like, this is, this is great news. Because nice. um, there was a lot of people at this audition, probably at least like 300 people. Like it was a lot of people. Um, boys and girls. Anyway, so I was on the phone to my agent being like, so this has happened, like, I don't think I can go to the, but I actually got the agent's assistant and then she, I was nearly in a lot of trouble. She was going, you can't turn down auditions. This is ridiculous. I was like, but we discussed it. Like, if You're I like, did one we of this audition, this. Yeah. I couldn't go to the other one because like, you know, and then she apologized to me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, we shit. discussed this prior. <laughs> Anyway. You arranged two auditions at the same day. Yeah. Like, how come? What am I? And I was like, and I'm doing well, so what am I meant to do? Just yeah. like leave this audition, even though I might get it. Anyway, I stayed Perform there. life. I know. Anyway, so I didn't go to the Gentleman Prefer Blondes audition, but I think it's all for a reason. It meant I was employed over COVID, so. Anyway, um, so I stayed, and then I had to go back in and sing another song that they asked me to prepare. And it was actually for the role of Frankenstein oh. um, in the show that I did, but I didn't get cast as that in the end. But I was really nervous because I was like, I actually don't really know this song very what well. What song that, was it? Um, smooth. You know, it's like, um, give me your heart, make it real. Oh, oh let's yeah. forget about, about it. it. Da -da -da -da. It's like Spanish-y. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Um, but I didn't know the song, I'd never heard it before at the time, even though it's quite well known, I think. Yeah, but I would know it, like, roughly, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. be confident singing that. Yeah, but anyway, um, I was thinking, oh, I really don't know this very well. And the demo that they'd given prior was, like, a really terrible demo. Like, I, I couldn't really hear the man singing on it, so I was just kind of making it Didn't up. Didn't you have all that time, though, sitting and waiting? I did, and I was trying to learn it, but it was really difficult, because then people, like, you know, auditions, like, people sit next to you, and they're like, oh, my God, so how long have you been um, No, not me. Like, I... No, but they, I don't know what I, it is. People like to approach me. I try to I put my headphones vibes. on, and I give off standoffish vibes. But I, I try I, my I best. I try to do this, too, and people still are like... Oh, you look friendly. Like, and then I end up talking to everyone. And, and <laughs> listen, I do like making friends at auditions because I've got like quite a lot of people that I've just met from auditions. And it is nice when you make pals with people. Mm. But like, particularly just before I'm going in, and I was the same at school when we had like GCSEs mm. and stuff. I was like, you know how people would just like sit around like chatting and like being like just like hyping each other up yeah. and like getting out their flashcards and oh, like yeah. going through stuff before you go into an exam i was always like i cannot deal with that energy like yeah. i need to be really zen and focused and mm. have my mind really clear and be in my own zone like i do not want to talk to anyone before i'm going and no. doing stuff and it's the same with auditions now so if you see me at an audition before i'm going in don't talk to me <laughs> Unless I like talk to you, in which case I'm feeling chill. But like, you might only talk to me if I talk to you. Just don't talk to me. Uh, I don't have I talk. given you permission to speak to me? Like, I am in the zone, but people people don't because I just take myself to a corner and I just like put my headphones in. My and, oh, I'm in my own little corner. Or I literally sometimes I I fully will put like meditation music on and I literally just sit there zenning out because I'm like just, I. 
can't be yeah. in that hype. I've got to be focused. I agree. <clears throat> Sorry. Late night last night. Um, <laughs> Sunday night as well. Wild, wild Sunday. Um, packing for Disneyland. I was packing for Disneyland. Anyway, um, you were but, like. Yes. So anyway, I went in to sing this smooth, but it was not your average. Just like in sing a song. Thank you very much. We'll. You'll hear in a minute. It was. There's a select group of boys that have been asked to stay and you have all been asked to stay for Frankenstein and there was probably like seven of us, I would have said, six or seven and um, they invited all of us into the room at the same time and they said what we're going to do is we're just going to have a little practice, we'll sing it through the piano and then we'll all sing it one by one in front of each other <laughs> over the little okay, stick yeah. mic between your legs and I was like... <gasps> And I was not confident, as I said before, like, I was not confident with this. And I was like, this is mortifying. And I literally have to sing this in front of all these random boys. Hopefully if you went last, you could hear it like six know, times before. But I think I was maybe like fourth or something. And I was thinking, oh my God, what are the words? I was like, what? it was the tune, actually. I was like, what is the tune? And I had rehearsed it in the octave above. And it was oh, like down no way. And it's fine, like I'm not normally very like if, if someone changes a key I can adapt pretty easily normally. Brush up the shoulder. <laughs> but still I was still a bit thrown because it was like an entire octave lower and I was like, oh my god, I was expecting to sing this quite high and it's like uh, like literally like down because the Frankenstein roll is like a bass like roll, which, which is, is weird, not me yeah. in the slightest. Like I'm Pop tenor. Anyway, um, he's a soprano. I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, I was maybe like fourth out of all the boys, and yeah, I have to say it was not very good. Like, I think I did a really bad job. So, um, yeah, I think I think it went really bad, and I was like, oh, I've done a bad job. Anyway, we were sent outside, and then they said, okay. Um, these are the three people out of the seven oh, wow. that we'd like to stay. And I was one of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Is this is just like one of those things where the universe is just like... The universe of universal. The universe of universe was yeah. just conspiring yeah. for you. Like, like so. that was written in the stars. Like, it didn't matter yeah. what you did. Like, you were always going to end up with that job. Because I was like, that was bloody really, weird yeah really terrible audition like the first shut up and dance with me was great and i was like yeah i deserve to stay that one i was like oh i'm going like see ya nope they loved it um anyway then they said would you come back and dance um in an hour or something you can go and change so i did and i went back and dance and i have to say i love Smashed a singer cool like oh, dance oh i love course. it i love it because i am a dancer but i'm I wouldn't say, like, I'm a dancer first. Like, I would say I'm a strong dancer to a point, but I'm not, like, kick your face, splits yeah. type dancer. Yeah. yeah. But I'm better than, like... You can definitely that, move and groove. You're... Yeah, I'm better than a mover, I Yeah, definitely. Anyway, um... We, we just love it, because when, when you're um, triple threats like us... <laughs> Kidding, not. Um, anyway, when you trained, when you trained at Italia Conti or somewhere like that, and you've trained in all the disciplines, like we've danced forever. I've danced yeah, since I was four years old, but I mainly work as a singer. And now, I go to both, don't we? We yeah. go, we'll go to dancer calls or we'll go to singer calls, and we do it all. 
like I'm literally like just put me up for a job mm. I don't care I'll do whatever yeah. I would do ballet I've trained in ballet my whole life yeah. or I'll sing Aretha Franklin I'll do whatever so the, the greatest feeling ever is getting through all the singing rounds mm. and then they doing say, would you like to come to our singing movement call and you're like here we go. Like, I would love to. I can do I sing a movement call because, and it cracks me up because there's always a pirouette and it's always, <laughs> okay guys, if you want to try for a double, but no stress, if you can't do a double, do a single. Yeah. And if you can't do a single, jump out to second and hold. Yeah. And I love it. That happened to me just, in my, um, <laughs> in my carnival audition was it? on my cruise ship. They, they were like, everyone do a double. If you can't do it, don't mind. A single, can't do it. A hip roll. But there were actual people like doing, doing it, yeah. like, the prep of the part of array, like one, two, three, and then and literally then just, just rolling the hip. There was and a, I was like, oh. it was the same for Star Nights. I'm pretty sure Murray. Yeah. That but was no literally part you, of the audition. You like a hip roll. No, like um, it's literally fine, but it. they it's just for it. then when you're used to like the day before, I might have done an entire day of dance mm. calls to be a technical dancer. Yeah. In, like when I did all these auditions the other week for like, um, like I did a flash dance audition and mm. it was very, very tech very jazz. It was exactly what you thought it would be. I loved it. But it was like very intense, like just nonstop, super fast, wild jazz dancing, very technical. Then, the, then they threw another ballet mm. tech combination at the beginning. We thought we'd got through the whole routine and they were like, so we're actually going to go back in the music and we're going to start it off with some like pose turns around mm. the room, like um, homage, they call it, don't they? When you literally go around all the... Um. Homenage around the corners of the room, and then like Chenet's, and literally, really tech, like tech ballet section, go from that into the rest of the dance, the whole chorus. And oh my god, it was stress. It was like shoes on, shoes off. Do we put like I'm doing ballet at the beginning, I need a jazz shoe because I can't turn, but then I can't do literally box leaps in the flash dance choreography in a and a trotter in a jazz trotter like I could, like literally could not get any ele- elevation so in the end I had to do it all in my trainers but I was like skirting around these pose turns but anyway point being it was so intense and then it was like the flip side because I, I made it through that dance round I made it through the cut and that is the best thing ever when I've like got through a really difficult dance round and then they're like do you want to sing and then I'm with all the people that are like non-singers mm. and they're like oh i don't feel so confident on this and i'm like this is the easy part <laughs> this is the easy i can sing what i feel like yeah. come on give it to me and it's it's, it's like the opposite, <laughs> it's like way. The opposite way because <laughs> in my in this universal audition literally the choreo for me personally was really easy it was like start facing the back and then it was like you've got like four counts just to turn to the front it was like one two three four and then the choreo was Walk, 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 and then it was like arm up, other arm up, rain. I love it. And then it. it was like click, click. But actually, click. I'm gonna be honest. Um, so that's usually like the level of Corey mm. that you do as a singer in jobs. Like it's it's usually movement and it's quite simple. But I actually sometimes find that kind of choreography more difficult to yeah. retain and remember. It's more like, simplistic. It's so simple and it's not, you get trained and you're used to like learning really like complex choreography. And like when I went on my first ship contract, um, I was just like, 
I was really struggling mm. to remember because all I was doing was walking around and a few hits yeah, and like, more like blocking, like isn't it? yes, like blocking and but and I'm like actually just give me a whole combination and I'll be able to like remember it better. Mm. Like I, yeah. I actually find it hard to remember. Yeah. And also, this is not us just like um, blowing up our own trumpets. No, it sounds like it. It sounds like we're being like yeah, so up so, ourselves. Yeah. Like we can do singing calls and we can do dance calls and we, we are so good at them. <laughs> No, it's more just a PSA, like, What's when you're a at college, uh, public service announcement. Oh. But it's more just a PSA, like, when you're at college, just make sure you really, like, throw your heart and soul into everything, mm. singing and dancing, because then, like, you don't want to pigeonhole and be like, oh, I'm just a singer, I'm not going to bother in jazz too much, because I'm a singer, right, yeah. and I'm not... I won't need to do that you very much. You have to much. try and dip your toe in all... You have to do it all, and then and then... It makes auditioning life so much easier mm. because then now we're in a position where like we can get through singing and then get to dance and it's not a stress of like oh we never do this like and vice versa yeah. and get through dance rounds and go to a singing round and be like this is just a breeze mm. um, and obviously that is all just like audition practice yes. as well like uh, like obviously we're more comfortable now doing auditions but mm. that's I just didn't want that to sound like we were literally no, being yeah. like oh a dance audition easy peasy we're <laughs> yeah, so good at that yeah because you've probably seen me in audition like i don't remember this <laughs> at all they like skip to like a couple of weeks and we're all in an audition with like all these listeners and they're yeah. like thought you guys were like amazing and we're like falling out of a single pirouette <laughs> it's what gonna was that be like, for? it was for um the the take that musical oh, the yeah, days. Yeah. oh yeah i thought it was going to be like quite sing i thought it was going to be the famous like singer movement call it was 90s hip-hop I was doing that thing when you get on the floor and your leg is like spinning round and you're like, beep, 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 like literally like jumping on and doing like, I don't know what they're called, like when you lift your leg and you're like, eh, 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 oh like, yeah, that thing, yeah. The, yeah, I was literally like, what is this? And I'm like a gangly giraffe. I, this so. is my worst thing when or dis- or I have auditions yeah. like that. Yeah, and it was like knee spins on the floor. I was like, ah. I was like, <laughs> I'm not 16 what anymore. Was, what happened to the, to the single or the yeah. just... I looked up the choreography of the show before the audition as well, and I was like, what what sort of style is this? And it was literally step clicks, so I was like, I'm going to smash this. And it was literally like hip-hop. Like, I mean, I didn't hear... Well, I made it all to the way at the end of that audition, actually, but I never heard anything, so I guess I didn't get it. But um, (laughs) on to the next. On to the next, exactly. (laughs) But anyway, um, no, so I did this singer call... Anyway. Oh my god, yeah, we, we've been thinking about these auditions for ages. <laughs> so okay. I did that and it was um written, went really well and I really performed it and it was good because I felt quite confident because yeah. I was like this is quite easy for me. Anyway, they then made an, another big cut and they kept maybe mm, because this was like girls and boys and there was boys for other roles as well. So it was like the three it's people. Like for everyone all together. Yeah, and then there was other boys for other roles being seen. But we were all in the same dance school. Anyway, um, they then made a cut of people and then they said, we actually would like to see maybe like six of you um, stay and just do some more dancing for us because they could tell that we were a bit stronger than the mm. material they'd given. So we had to do more of a dancer dancer call. Like, I was having to do like um, like barrel jumps and like jetés. And... <laughs> laughing at my nan <laughs> her Sky News alert. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 
Yeah, so I had to do more like sort of technical. I had to do a couple of pirouettes, I think, and I had to do uh, a box jump too, because the role that I actually got in the you end, I had it. to do it in the show um, every day. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. Every day, every day. Um, so yeah, then I made it through that round, and then Again. I thought, sorry, I made it through <laughs> that round, and then I thought, right, I must have like made it to the end now, and they went do you mind coming back to sing for us again? And I was like... On the same day? Yeah. Shit. This was a really, really long audition day. I arrived at about 9am. I didn't leave till 8.30pm. It was that really That is crazy. Long. I was meant to meet up with my friend for dinner, actually, that evening in Surrey. That's actually crazy. Yeah, I was meant to meet her in Dorking um, for dinner. And I rang her up from the audition, like after that dance call, before I went in for the other singing call again, when they asked me back to sing. And I literally was on the phone and I was like, hi, so um, I think I'm going to be a bit late. And she was like, oh, that's fine. Like, how late? And I was like, well, we're meant to meet in like half an hour and I'm still in central London and I still... <laughs> Have to sing. sing again. What did you have to sing that time? So then they asked me to come and sing Living La Vida Loca. Ah, there we go. Nice. And, uh, which is what I ended up singing for two years. Um, and they then considered me for Dracula because it was a bit more of a dancey role. Whereas the Frankenstein was literally like right, a got, yeah. stand and sing job. Um, I think they probably wanted me for Frankenstein because I'm quite tall and they needed boys. Like literally the boys that did it in my show were like six foot five, six foot six. Wow. They were really tall. And they had platform heels on too as well, so they were like I guess that huge. makes sense if you're thinking about Frankenstein. Yeah, and they did say to me I was quite a tall Dracula. Um, but I would imagine that Dracula is your physique. But I see myself more as a Dracula. Yeah, yeah. And like, all the boys that did my job with me. Tall and, and like, you're quite slim. And bit yeah, tall well, because the Dracula like, role was like a singer but can also dance really well too. And I was also a stuntman too. Yeah. So from, from this audition, I was hired Danger as pay. a literal stuntman because uh, I had to basically do all this training and to become a rappel person, I would clip myself up to this rope and I would drop down from the sky. We just posted a picture of it on the, oh, onto yeah. the next. It's the final thing. If you go on theme park pictures, final thing. It's me dropping down from the sky being a stuntman. Um, it was my entrance into living La Vida Loca. Super fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so I did that singing call. Oh, and then after that, you had to it do was an interview. still not over. Yeah, I had to do an I interview. I remember you telling me that. I had to do this full-on interview. I was thinking, oh, I don't know what they're going to ask me. But it was really easy. They just wanted to know about myself. They wanted to know, know a bit about my experience. And it was actually quite good because they were, like, asking me about how I would be comfortable working in different weather conditions and doing multiple shows throughout the day, like how I, they think my voice would cope with it. And I was actually able to be like, well, well I already work, I already at, a work at a theme park because I had so much experience at Chessington World of Adventures Resort. Um, and I was saying how I'm very used to working in all types of weathers, multiple different conditions, different stages, different shows, all of the above. So um, I think that went down quite well for me, actually. And also, I was, I'd already done my cruise ship at this point as well, so I was quite Yeah, you had like good experience yeah. for that job. Um, so, yeah, my, that was my interview. It was quite a long interview. I said it was about half an hour. That was um, all still the same yeah, day. it was the same day. It was all in one day because the team... That is that, actually insane. Yeah, the team that auditions you um, are from all over the globe. They have the core like audition team from 
Japan that actually like fly over to be here and they they don't just audition in London they audition in lots of other cities in the uh, in Europe and in America Australia um, and they do sometimes go to other places as well if they're hiring for other shows they had a um, a like an Indian Bollywood show that they had so they I think they actually did go to India and they also had like a flamenco Spanish type show. I think they auditioned a lot around Latin America and um, like places in like Miami and stuff where there's sort of like Spanish speaking people. So yeah, they go all the way around. Um, but yeah, so oh and yeah, so they had lots of different people come over. So they're only there for that one day. Um, so they have to squeeze it all in, but it was just a really long day. Yeah, that's very long. Um, but then, I, after my audition, I didn't actually hear from them for quite when, a that while. Because that was in summer, That was in August, yeah, yeah. So that was August 2019. I actually didn't find <clears> out <throat> that I got the job until December. So I found out about like, two the, months and, before I went. And just quickly, like, obviously, um, when we audition for things, hmm. we never really know no. how long like how long it will take to hear yeah. things and it does vary but that amount of time is very very that's a very long time mm. like usually by that point you've probably forgotten about it and just thought you know what that's the end of that yeah. because uh, like a lot of the time it's quite it can be quite a quick turnaround mm. and you hear back within a couple of weeks mm. i mean such is the industry where it's super annoying and sometimes you just mm. never ever end up hearing and you're like oh well got to the end for that and then nothing yeah um but usually like a few weeks a month uh, if it i feel like if it goes past a month and i haven't heard anything mm. at all i'm like yeah, that's the so end of that on to the next I, on to the next fully <laughs> like i'm just gonna leave that dream behind then because i haven't heard anything so like probably by December, were you just like, I totally yeah, wrong, like, I had forgotten I mean, that that was really... I, yeah, they did actually say to us, though, in the thing, they did say, expect to hear around November time. Oh, okay, so at least they did give you so, a bit of a heads yeah, up. Yeah, I did know that I would probably wait a while, but November had gone, and I was like, well, mm. I didn't hear, but it was actually the 2nd of December, so it was quite close to November-ish, but... <laughs> Um, it's just a very long time But I was wait. probably like, oh, never mind. I'll just, you know, on to the next. But yeah, I had a phone call from my agent to be like, have you seen your emails? You've got, you've got, you've got the job. Oh, and the I was best really excited. phone call to receive It was because ever. I hadn't, I'd come off my ship quite a long time before and I was doing lots of work at Chessington. I went back there after my ship. Um, but I was just trying to audition for anything and everything. Wasn't really getting much, um... I was getting a few auditions, but I wasn't really getting any of them. And so it just came at a really nice time. And I did think to myself when I got it, I was like, this is really exciting because of how much I love theme parks. And I was like, it's not just like I'm being like a parade performer or anything. Like it's like a big, not that that's bad, but for me, I just really wanted to do like a, a big show or something in a theme park. Um, you wanted to be in the theater. Yeah, I wanted to be in a theater and I've got this job in the theater. Um, and it was really exciting because I was going to Japan. I was like, I've never been to Asia. So it's like a whole new life experience. Um, the only thing that really scared me was it was a really long contract. It was 13 months. Yeah. 
which is a really long time because that's over. A I year. remember us talking about it because you yeah. got that just when I got home from yes. Norwegian. And I was really sad because I was like, oh, you just got we, home. We did have time to go to Winter Wonderland, didn't we? We did, we did. We had like a month a month or so together. Yes, because I didn't. I left to go to Japan um, at the very end of January 2020. Yeah. Um, right at the start of the Pani D. Yeah, well... Because it, it had kind of started from Wu-Tang in October yes. 2019, but we, no one really, no one really knew. knew about it. And then at the time when you were going to Japan, I remember like we were with Nan, yeah. and we were being like, oh, I don't know about you going over to Japan, because we've heard like, oh, that side of the world, there's this, this random disease virus, that seems yeah. to be spreading. And you, I remember us being like, it was a big thing that you were going it to was. Japan and you had to put a mask I on. I know, and do you remember you and I drove to my nana's yeah, house? Yeah, I do remember this, yeah. that was the last time I yeah. saw my nana and grandpa before um, going. And it was like the day before you went or something. some masks for me. Yeah. And it was like a real massive thing, like, that it was really hard to get. But I was hearing on the radio, like maybe like three or four days before I went, I was just driving and I heard on the radio, it was like this terrible disease is like getting really bad and everything. And I was like, well. You yeah. just cleared off just in the nick of time because I did. when I came back from my Norwegian contract, I was auditioning for a bunch of other stuff as well mm. um, and being seen for stuff. But then all of it ended up going down the pan because of the Pan yeah. D. And th th I remember I went to Germany mm -hmm. for Mamma Mia audition yeah. like three days before uh, mm -hmm. we went into lockdown yes. here. It was in March. And that was when it was all over the news and Boris was saying, wash your hands and oh, stuff. Yeah. And that was in March. Um, but it was like, yeah, just as you cleared off was literally the turning point for things started mm. like going down the pan. Well, yes, because I arrived in Japan and my, there was no sort of lockdown or anything at that time because it was like end of January to beginning of February, but people were starting to wear their masks a lot in Japan. It's like a big thing over in Japan anyway. anyway. They have huge mask culture. If they get ill, that's what they do. They put on a mask and they do it because they don't want to infect other people. It's just like part of their culture. Anyway, um, I did my entire rehearsal process. It was a month of rehearsal for the show I did. And then I opened the show. I did two shows and that was it. Oh, I, was, I do remember I all of this, I did two yeah. shows and then I had three months of the whole park just being completely closed. I had nothing to do. I just was like in my apartment that I lived in there. So we'll get to the COVID thing yeah. in a second because we'll talk about yeah. that. But before we get to that, um, let's just talk a little bit about um, the logistics. So mm. you get the job offer, mm -hmm. you get sent your flights and similarly to the cruise, yes. obviously you don't have to pay for your travel and your flights no. and your where you're living, accommodation. That is all sorted by the company. And it is. I obviously don't know, I haven't worked, but from what I've heard from everybody else, Universal is renowned for really looking after their performance yeah. and being very, very good at their, like, their welfare and their, like, translator yeah. and doctor's appointments yeah, get, and all of your you do get a lot of, um, travel and all of that good stuff. things. Before you go over, you get sent actually a lot of information. Um, you, you have to open a bank account for yourself in Japan oh, yeah. and they send over all of these forms that you have to do in Japan if you open a bank account, but they basically send you like a big guide of what to do because all of these forms are written in Japanese. So I couldn't, I could speak a tiny bit now, but I couldn't speak a thing. I couldn't read it or anything because it's a different alphabet 
different letters, everything. Um, so they told you like what to write in each box and it had to be really correct because it was opening a bank, it was mm. really official. And I had to send it all off in the post for them to open this bank for me so that basically I could be, I could be paid and then use it to like spend money whilst I was over there. Um, had to do all of that. You had to go and get yourself a visa. Um, so I had to take a trip to the Japanese embassy. Um, it's not as strict actually as the United States one that we talked about in the cruise mm. episode, but it's still quite strict. Like you have to go through security when you go into Japan, like into the Japanese embassy. You have to have an interview. Um, they take away your passport. You get it back and everything. Um, but it's a bit different because you're living on land, so you have to. I had to basically apply to become a resident of Japan because I was staying there for so long. So I actually have it with me today. It's in my bag, my Japanese residence card. Oh, cute! Um, and then when I left Japan, I had to have a hole stamped through it because I'm not no longer ah. a resident anymore. Um, but yeah, I had to have this special ID card to say that I was allowed to live there. So um, then where do you live when you get there? Yes. So you get this flight, you fly over mm -hmm. to, it's Osaka, isn't yes, it? Yes, Osaka is where, um, is where Universal is. Tokyo has got Disney in it. So if you go and work in Japan at Disney, you'll go to Tokyo. But Universal is in Osaka, um, which is just a bit more south of Tokyo. It's about two hours on the really fast bullet train that they have. Um, and you arrive, I was... So tired. I do remember it this actually. Really I remember time. this. I had to fly from London to uh, Hong Kong and then I had quite a big layover there, but I didn't fall asleep because that's where I met everyone um. because everyone was flying over at the same time. But there was quite a lot of the performers I worked with were, were Australian, so they, we all met them there. Um, and it, it was like a lot of socializing, so I was like having to meet all of my like new cast members and then. We had to all board the plane at Hong Kong from there over to uh, Japan. So I don't know, I didn't really have any time to sleep and I hadn't been to sleep in about 36 hours by the time I I could I not do that, I need like 10 hours a night. Yeah, <laughs> I and I felt so sick. I felt like really ill. I was like, oh, I have to sleep, I have to sleep. And what happened was you arrived, the, they had a taxi take you from the airport to the accommodation. And basically, you live in this building called Kaigendori House, and if you've ever lived there before, it's amazing. Like, it's just like this big high-rise building of just lots of different apartments that you get, and basically every room is just filled with a different performer from all the different I shows I imagine that they it's have. kind of like uni halls. It is a bit. But like for performers it working is. at Universal, so it's like, I guess the company hires out basically yeah, the whole it building. Does. So it's I mean, just, it just like a big, to the fat, to the like dorm of yeah, like... Yeah, it is. And, uh, and what is good at Universal is no one has to share. It's not like a ship where the dancers will have to share with someone. Everyone will get their own individual room. Um, I was on level five. I was in uh, room 501. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I had a nice view as well. I had a balcony uh, which overlooked the port of Osaka. So if you ever go there on a ship as well, that's where all the cruise ship docks. Um, and... Yeah, is that the really main nice. cruise ship dock for Japan, do you know? Or do um, they go to Tokyo? No, they go to Tokyo. Oh, okay. I think they go to lots of different places, oh, okay, actually. Okay. But for Osaka, that's where um, it is. And Universal is literally on the port of Osaka as well. It's like over like 
the water. So if you were on a ship and you docked to Osaka, yeah, you one of be, your main um, yeah, you'd be like a five ten minute walk universal. from the Kaigandori house where I live. Ah? Yeah, and Universal is right there as well. Yeah, it's like probably a there. Shore X, isn't it? Yeah, you'd go there on a day out definitely if you docked there. Um, the city is of Osaka is really nice too. So I really want to go to yeah. Japan. It's oh, a bucket it's list for amazing. me. Amazing. Yeah, I you really definitely want to go. have to go. You have to. But anyway, um, so I was so tired. And the first thing they make you do is walk into the building and before you even are like shown your room, they make you have this huge meeting. Orientation. Like an orientation and they go through like everything like, oh, and you will get given your own individual bike as well. So I had my own bicycle and I would use it to like ride around, to like go to the shops. I'd take it to work with me. I'd take it on the ferry. I had like a little ferry that would take you across from the island that I lived on over to where um, the theme park was and we would take our bike on and then cycle into work every day. It was lovely, I loved it. Um, But anyway, they were like, they had to teach you about like how to do all the different bins, like you had to recycle everything. And I was like having this meeting and I was like, I can't stay. Oh my gosh. And I was feeling so ill because my body like needed to shut down. down. I couldn't cope with it anymore. And I was having to learn about my- Did you manage to sleep on the plane then or no? How long was that flight? It was really, it was quite long. To Hong Kong? To Hong Kong. It was probably about 14 hours. (gasps) It was quite long. It was quite long. And then the other one was maybe four, five hours, I think. I don't know. I'm just really pulling those numbers off the top of my head because it was a while ago now. But, um,. I, I was very, very tired and it was actually so embarrassing because we were all sat there and all the Australians, they hadn't gone that far really. Yeah. So they For were all like... For once, because normally the Aussies have like three days of exactly. travelling. <laughs> I know, but um, this time it was like the Brits Other way around, and the Americans yeah. were like... <sighs> actually, the Americans hadn't even arrived. They'd all got there the day after. So it was just the British and the Australians. Anyway, um, yeah, we arrived and had this thing and it was so embarrassing I literally had to put my hand up as if I was at school and I was like I'm really sorry I feel really really sick I'm like I'm I'm really jealous I feel like I'm gonna throw up um and he was like do you think you'll be okay I was like I don't know I I really don't feel very well (laughs) and I was like this is so embarrassing because I'm like I've only just met all of these people that I'm about to work with (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, it's fair enough but after I was, all that travelling. Yeah, and, yeah. I was, and I just felt so bad as well because there was all this really important information. Like we had packs and packs of information that we had to learn about how to use our room keys and how to use the lift. And like they were like, and now everyone go and dump your bag in your room and be downstairs in 15 minutes. Have we're... you eaten anything at this point? No, we'd had nothing to eat. Um... Like, honestly, I, I felt so ill and I just hadn't been So what did you do? Did you just stick it out? Yeah, I just kind of didn't have a choice because they said, everyone, take your room key, go up to your room, find your room and then meet back downstairs in 15 minutes. Also, it was stressful as well. I didn't have any phone signal because I didn't have a SIM card or anything and I didn't have, like, any Wi-Fi. So I couldn't message anyone to be like, have you found your room yet? Like, I hadn't, like, I was, like, just a bit like... <laughs> so lost um we had to go downstairs 
and be given our bike. Oh, we had to learn about how to lock our bike, like how to ride it. Also, I hadn't ridden a bike in like five, six years. So I was thinking, I was like, on this bike. <laughs> You're like, this is like, the worst time for me to be trying to relearn how to ride a bike. So and it was also dark at this point as well. Like the sun had just Oh my set. God, this actually sounds like hell. <laughs> I, I couldn't, because I, I really, really can't function without sleep. I'm a big a sleeper. And also, I was <laughs> like, just like in Japan. And so I was like, so overwhelming because that's like even when you um do a ship and you get to miami or tampa for rehearsals like it can be quite intense because you've done quite a long flight to Mm. get there and then depending on what time you arrive it is similar like you go straight into an orientation and powerpoints on the accommodation and on the rehearsal and you just get thrown all this information like i remember when i landed maybe i said this last time when i landed for tampa it was like nine nine o'clock and i'd just been flying around flew to germany Mm. and then to america and then i was like oh i've been detained from the visa guy who stamped the wrong visa and i'd been in this room and i had all my cases the airport was massive there was like five different exits and the guy Mm. picking me up was like oh i'm outside and i was like i don't know which way to go there's like a hundred exits and then a shuttle to another part of the airport and i was really like by myself just really stressed and tired and like exhausted it was at like nine o'clock in america so that was middle of the night uk time Mm. and then then it would go straight to accommodation. He dropped me straight off at Target and was like, yeah, do you want to just get yourself some yeah. food so you've got something? And I was just wandering around this Target store, like completely frazzled, like literally throwing the most yeah. random concoction of things well, into my basket. this is what I'm going to say. Like, so we, we took the bike and everyone was like, there was like some people who were like, had been there already a year and they were staying on to do another contract. So they were like, there to show us where to go and stuff and they were literally like follow us everyone and we were like they were like so this is this shop this is that shop this is the shop and i was literally like riding around the streets of japan there was like all these japanese people everywhere like riding their bikes like there's like all the busy crossings like cars everywhere um i was like trying to figure out like how the traffic lights worked because it was all a bit different to home so you know like when you go to a different country everything's a bit different um I was like trying not to fall off this bike, like, literally like <laughs> wobbling around, um, like also trying not to fall asleep. Also at the same time trying to like socialise with people and like get to know yeah. these people oh who I'm gosh, meant to work with. Like also trying to make a good impression on the people that employed me too, because I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm yeah, gonna throw up. Like... We arrive at this supermarket and I walk in and honestly it was like really overwhelming such a big culture shock they don't have anything like recognizable at all like that we know maybe the only brands that i sort of recognized maybe was like coca-cola um maybe like pringles but i literally i think that was kind of it like i think it was and it's not even like somewhere in europe where you can no. you can guess it's like chocolate and you're like okay yeah, that's like, some chocolate <laughs> not like literally no english anywhere in the supermarket and even the the food is not going to be western food no. so it's not even like oh i can just look for the pasta that looks like pasta or the chips yeah. and it's like it it's was all like, just like literal, just random like, like whale blubber like on display i was oh like gosh. <laughs> so, me as a vegetarian yeah. well it was fine obviously they do normal food like they have chocolate they have you know pasta but chicken. that's the kind of thing that like once you've been there for a little bit you'll 
yeah. figure out what the food is, but out. like I can't imagine just showing up there. I know. On, like thirty six hours, no sleep or anything. Like walking around with this basket. Just nothing is recognisable. You can't even pick yeah. anything out. And it was like really busy as well because I think at this time it was maybe like six pm. So it was like, like major shopping work. time. So there was like people everywhere, like, like trying to get through. Also, there was like all the current performers there. Um, all in there doing their shopping as well. And they were all, like, sort of, like, sussing us out. Oh, my God. Including my ex-boyfriend, um, who I didn't know. I Darcy didn't know him was there. Darcy was there. Was he? And I always tell him this. Hi, Darcy, if you're listening. Um, so sad that he's my ex now, but, you know. Aww. Oh, my God. Okay, let's not discuss that on here. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, he was there, too. And I remember him. I always tell him the story. That he was being so judgy of me, and I could remember him really? in the corner being like, "Oh my god, who are all these performers that are here?" And they were like, "I mean, it is always like we were... that. You do scope out the new." I know, but they were like you? scoping us because he'd already been there for a whole year, and then he stayed on to do that year. But I remember him standing in the corner, and I was like trying to sort out the shopping because in Japan, basically, you put everything into one shopping basket, and then you give it to the person at the till, but then they load it. They take it out of that shopping basket, scan it, and then they put it into a new shopping basket for you. And then you take the different coloured shopping basket over to a table and then you have to pack it yourself on this different table. And also, so I was dealing with this. I didn't know what I was putting in my thing. I was thinking I've got to have something for breakfast. But I was also like, I'm starving. I need to have dinner. I was just shoving in like random stuff, like literally like a loaf of bread like yeah some random chocolate <laughs> it was so awful and then i was thinking as well like oh my god i have to learn how to use this different money and the money is just it's not like how like you know like we have like pounds and pence like dollars and cent euros and cent like it's like very different like they basically in japan in yen it goes to like 99 yen then it goes instead of turning into like a pound, like how 99p turns mm. to one pound, it just goes 100 yen, 101 yen, 102, yeah, 103. It just goes up forever. So yeah, so basically like a thousand yen sounds like a lot of money in pounds or dollars or something, but that's like 10 pounds. Oh. Because like 100 oh. yen is like, well actually 100 so it's yen like is worth less than So it's like us just constantly using pence for everything. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so basically Paying in pence, pence, being like, oh, this is 550 pence. Yeah, but that would actually be like £5.50. Yeah. Yeah, oh. so that's how it works in Japan. But at the time I did not understand that. So I was like, oh my God, I've just spent 4,000 yen. I was like, and like, that sounds like a lot because yeah. like, if you'd said I've just spent 4,000 pounds on bread, like, you'd yeah. be like, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what that noise was <laughs> so anyway that was so overwhelming i was like really flabbergasted anyway i've got back to the um to the ho- like not hotel the apartment that i was staying in had to cycle back i was still meeting all these new people i was meeting all the previous people that worked there i was like having to introduce myself like hi i'm james nice to meet you i'm gonna be dracula like <laughs> and then we got back to the place and obviously all the Australians were like, oh, it's daytime, it's still fine, like, we're oh, so no, awake. And yeah. I was literally like, because they only have like a two hour time difference, opposed to the like nine, ten hour difference that I've been from. Um, 
and they were all like, oh, we're all going to go to this restaurant um, downstairs in the evening. Like, oh, do you want to come? And I was thinking, no. But I was like, also kind of, yeah, I don't want to be like left out. Like, this is all the people I have to work with. Like, they're all going for dinner. And I was like, I should probably eat something. Anyway, I went down and I was like sat in this like restaurant, like, like literally like this. I was like, oh my God, I need to sleep. So anyway, I just went up to my room. The room felt so empty because I had nothing, nothing in it. It was yeah. like just my suitcases. Like the bed also was placed in the centre of the room. Like it wasn't Weird. even against a wall. And it's a <laughs> tiny apartment, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, once you lived in it, you made it your own. It became like a really nice room that like, I bought loads of like It's furniture. like what you do with your cabins. Yeah. Like, they're small, but, but you it make did feel a bit like a hospital room when I walked in because it was literally just like a bed, a table, um, yeah. a chair you got to make it, <laughs> like a make it homely. Yeah. <laughs> and I just had, like, my suitcases, and I was, like, in the middle of the bed, just in the middle of the room. I was like... <laughs> oh, my God. Right, so then you you obviously did your rehearsal process. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice. They had their own rehearsal studios that were on site of the park. Um, and I, it was just, like, a really nice... The people were really like nice, lovely. nice, fun audition, um, yes, rehearsal but process. in Japan, they have like so many jobs for all of their people like basically i would say if you did if you had someone who here did like one job they could probably do what like five people do in japan i don't know if that makes sense like 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 instead of just one person doing loads of different jobs in japan they would have five different people to do the same one job yeah, yeah basically like literally in the rehearsal room we would have like a um I don't know, not so much for the monster show that I did because we had, like, Western people come over to teach us that. But when we did rehearsals for, like, our Halloween show, all of our creative directors were all Japanese. So we had to have, like, a translator to come and uh, speak on a microphone over, like, a PA system as to what they were saying so they could be, like, stand there, do this. And so it was quite interesting because you would do all your rehearsals in a different language and you'd have, like, someone basically just standing at the side being like, now turn to the left and do That's this crazy. in a fast motion. Like, it was, yeah, but really different. But they, this is what I mean by they had so many jobs. Like, there was literally, like, a, like three people just to press play on the music mm. and, like, there would be someone, like, taking notes of every single thing that happened in the rehearsal. There would be people just to stand there to, like, sign you in to make sure that you've attended there was like a person for the translator to wheel out the wire of the microphone Ooh, and then when the translator like walked back to the other side of the room they'd be on the floor like <laughs> maybe because like this is just a random guess but um isn't it like very very like a massive population in japan it so is, maybe they yeah. just need to create more jobs so I they just have so. loads of also, random jobs i think jobs. they have like a really good employment rate like they don't have like terrible Big issues with like yeah. um like homelessness yeah. uh, because they they do manage to have jobs for everyone so they just create yeah jobs. it is quite good in that respect but i mean when we were there we were like oh my god like you could literally just have one person leading this whole thing whereas there's like 12 people just to be there <laughs> so you you do your rehearsals mm-hmm. you do two days of shows it gets shut down because of covid yeah um sorry i'm just trying to I know. I Zoom can probably, through a bit because probably so much we've more. got maybe half an hour more okay. before I need to leave. But um, 
then you then you open your shows it gets mm. closed for covid because the parks closed right yeah. they closed the whole of universal they closed it all. so then you just go back to your kaigendari house mm -hmm. but it's not a national lockdown is no, it so not. basically the only thing that stopped is your job but you're yeah. still getting paid mm -hmm. but you can do whatever you want you don't yeah. have to be locked down in the to flat. an extent i mean there were like a lot of government warnings like it was classed as a state of emergency like they were basically advising don't go there don't do this don't do that but there was no like hard you cannot do this yeah. otherwise you'll get like arrested like there was in the uk and lots of other places in the world um so it was quite good like i could still go and like get my hair cut and like <laughs> I don't go, know, to, go dinner. to the shop, go to dinner. Like, I went out on some lovely holidays. Um, nice. So <laughs> how long did that Nara. last? Uh, so that lasted basically for the three months. And then Japan suddenly were like, were like, oh, because we've all been doing this state of emergency, like, and it was kind of a bit like, I don't know, they were sweeping everything right. off the carpet. I think Japan doesn't like to lose face on things. Uh, they don't like to admit that they're wrong. They don't like to... Like, be transparent no, about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, they are. They're not like some countries. They're a very first world country, Japan. It's not like it's, I don't know, in them, like, they, they have no money. They're a very rich country. But um, I don't know. It goes back to, I think, like, traditions back in the day of, like, honour and stuff. Um, they, they just don't like to admit defeat to anything. Um, or, like accept blame basically is that what yeah yeah um so they don't want to they, show their flaws they weren't admitting to any of the covid that they had there to begin with they were basically saying oh it's not a thing that we have here it's stuff that happens in other places and we've only had like three cases of it in our whole country <laughs> um so then, like, everything reopened again. Like, the park opened in the June of 2020, and it was, like, a big reopening. And it was almost, like, a fun thing. Like, we were having to do this thing, like, the so it's called the social disc dance. Oh, and, yeah! like, they were like, we all now have to stand on little spots when you watch the show, and we now stand a metre apart when we perform. And, and we had to, like, do a whole reblock of our show. The show I was in is, like, a long-running show. It's been going on since, like, the 90s. Um, and I, it was still going on, which is what I was part of. But they had to, like, modify it so that we weren't standing too close. Or, like, if we were stood next to someone, we would have to sing, like, facing away from them. Like, they just changed, like, a lot of things. So it was like that. And then they were like, everyone do the social distance. And, like, everyone would be like, social distance, social distance. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> it, was like, it was, like, kind of made into, like, a fun thing. Anyway, then it kind of got really bad. And they were still brushing it under the under the rug and then in 2021 they had an, another month of being shut again but we still never had like a harsh lockdown um it was actually getting to the worst it got when i was leaving to come back here and that's when they were getting rid of all the restrictions here <laughs> um, perfect so um yeah but it was quite nice like i was just we were having parties um you just a get bit to like, enjoy Japan. And it was like party gate, like Boris Johnson. But can I but just say, we were was allowed, allowed <laughs> um, I wasn't living here. So, um, yeah. So then, um, 
At, at what point did your shows return back to normal and you didn't have to do the social distance um, version? We never. Never? You, no, you did it the social distance version? No, it's only returned back to normal this year. Oh my god. Like, I think it was only maybe like two or three months ago. Wowza. Um, so Wowza. Done like a, after I left Japan, they did another whole year of the social distancing oh my gosh. show version. Because bearing in mind, you did two years. So you did two yeah. years yourself. Then they did another year. And now, well, that would make sense because it's yeah. 2023. So I only did two shows of the actual version of oh the show. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. Yeah, and then the rest of it was all, I did the so, COVID version. So uh, then how... Did your like scheduling work then? How many yeah. days did you work a week? How, so, what did you do on your time off? So basically, you would work five days a week, and then you would have a set two days off in a row a week, which is quite nice. So it meant you was it different week. every week, or was your schedule um, always like I always get Tuesday yes. and Wednesday off? No, from? I always in my first year I always had Thursday and Friday off, and then in my second year it was changed. I always had Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. Um, so we would have set casts, but we would mix around, like we would have like different casts with different people because basically in a theme park, because it's constantly going, it's not like a, um, well, I don't know, it's a bit like a ship in the sense, or, or a, a West End show, but it's a constant running thing. They have maybe like six, seven shows a day of the same show, but obviously they can't make you do that many shows yeah. a day because that's just not reliable. And also it runs seven days a week and obviously you need a day off. So they have multiple different people doing the same role. So I had uh, maybe like four other people doing the same track that I did. While you um, were there. Yeah, so I would go in, I would maybe do two shows a day, three shows. I think the maximum I contract contractually could do was six. I never did six. I think five was the most I did in a day and it was to do with like because like someone was really yeah, like, like two people were ill or something so I had to do five but most of the time I would have maybe like three shows a day like two three or and they're four about shows. what half an hour yeah long. like half an hour shows um so I would basically get my schedule through um um I don't know it was like when it was ready for me basically but, but would it be roughly the same each week yeah kind of like some days I would it would be quite nice like some days I'd go in on a Monday and it would be like Oh, you have like two shows today. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Just two shows, really easy day. But then sometimes it would be like, tomorrow you have like four shows. And you'd be like, okay, it's a bit of a longer day. And because, um, and it depends as, as well on what show you're in. My show was quite a long show. Some of the shows that other performers did were like only 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, mine was quite a big show as well. It was in a big theatre. I had to do a lot of dancing and they had like lots of pyrotechnics. So it had to be to it. Yeah. So, um, it, you would be at work for longer but I don't know on all in all it was quite good um, and you would also not be allowed to work over a certain amount of hours so if you had rehearsals for like another show like I was in a lot of Halloween shows or Christmas shows um, and rehearsals for I did the Super Nintendo World thing that I said about last episode um, they would cut off your shows you'd only have maybe like one show and then do the rehearsal or you'd maybe just have a day of rehearsal and then it would mean that the other people doing your role would, would come in and have cover. to do all of your shows for so you. So in terms of covering swings and understudies and mm. stuff, you didn't have to... So they didn't really like mix your roles around. So it's not mm. like you were Dracula, but you sometimes had to cover Frankenstein. No. It would just be like there's multiple teams. Like when I used yeah. to do Panto as a kid and you'd have the yellow team and the blue yes. team of kids and you just duplicates basically. Yeah. So you, there were That's like four or five 
cast. Yeah. And you could all work, like I could do um, like a show with someone who has their days off on a different day to me. Yeah. But, um, but And like if you had a holiday booked with your friends, yes. you, could you say, right, can someone cover me for these yeah. ones and I'll cover you, mm. I'll cover your shows when I get back. Yes, you like could that. do shift swaps as well and you could... You, you weren't allowed to just do them constantly. Like, there was only, like, a certain amount of swapping you could do within a set period of time. But it all worked out really well, and you could maybe, like, make it so that you could swap so that your days off, you had, like, four days yeah. in a row, like, two days, two days. And, and then you'd just work a really, really long week to make up the time. And did you have, like, a set amount of, like, holiday yeah, days you would that have, you could take? you would have five paid days off of holiday and five non-paid days off of holiday nice. so um i use them quite a lot i i used it to go to disney <laughs> um i used it to go on a trip to tokyo i used it to go um to mount fuji you went skiing i went skiing i did so many amazing holidays and that's what you can do when you're there i was very lucky as well because of covid um it meant there was absolutely no tourists allowed into japan yeah, so i was nice. doing it all without like the major massive crowds of like americans and you know like annoying tourist people yeah. around like, it was more of like Get an authentic experience um which was really good um but yeah i ended up staying for 25 months instead of 13 months because of covid i thought there's no point in me coming back here there's nothing here it, everything yeah, is still you shut well just stay. so i did i stayed but it was a really long and time it is nice because at least you did get to do the christmas and the halloween yes, you got there yes. was a bit of variety yeah you it was doing yeah it and like i suppose at that point like in reflection you think 25 months of the same show just singing the same mm. song a hundred zillion times like that is just maybe in a non-covid time you might be like mm. no i'm not going to do that but in in context of it at the time oh, it yeah. was definitely the best move because yeah we were all just mm. we were all in the and uk and then well. i really loved my part and i really liked the show and there was, was times where i think i auditioned for universal mm. to join you potentially yeah. in your second year and it, that was all self-tapes at that mm. point, which I think is similar yeah. to what they do now. Maybe it's the first round is the mm. self-tape and stuff. And we were all, that was like the start of all of that. But I remember, did the auditions and stuff. And then they were like, actually, psych, we can't yeah. hire anyone from yeah, these country. We can't anyone. fly you over. Even they did all those auditions, they couldn't hire anyone from abroad because Japan not the company the actual country, country would not allow people to come in because it was not for a good enough reason to so be like kind of oh what? i and need someone over to play harry potter and like. then didn't they shut down the transformers show so there was loads yeah, of performers they, they that actually, just lost their jobs that yeah, second they year cut out a lot of shows because they couldn't really have them like, like it was really frowned upon crazy so you you yeah. lucked out really well i did you? i was lucky luckily in the most popular show in the so if you've got <laughs> any advice for anyone who's like mm. either got a contract working in somewhere like japan tokyo mm. disney or um that might be auditioning for yeah. universal now mm. any little like tips um i'll just say really enjoy it um really experience it i was like I was going to say as well, there was a lot, I think a lot of stuff was determined for me because of COVID, like there was a lot of low points because of that, that did sort of ruin bits for me, like I, I caught COVID there and it, it was dealt with in very diff problematic ways, but I mean... Which I mean was the whole world, yeah, like Yeah, and I think that would have happened was... here too, and I don't, I, I still think as well they, 
uh, they tried their best, no one really knew what they were no doing. No one knew. It's no even even knew when I was on ships in 2021 and 2022, I mean, even now, a couple of weeks mm. ago, I got COVID on a ship mm. and like, even the medical team there was like, oh, I yeah. don't really know what our procedure is now because everyone's mm. kind of moved on from COVID. Yeah, but then, no like, I don't really know what, what doing. we do. So they did deal with a lot of things like, in not in the best ways. way. Yeah, yeah so it, it did take a bit of a toll. I also, um, you know, I, my boyfriend, he got made redundant and then I was doing long distance for a long time. And then time. you had a, a heart condition. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Whilst I was there in my second year, I was doing a show one day suddenly felt really ill during the show and then long story short I, I got all checked out and everything and I had to go and have heart surgery so um it's crazy yeah that was scary I had but to have heart surgery again like the at least um the company are quite good at yeah. sorting out your doctors yeah. you have someone right to go with you yeah, and you translate have a whole team and... called the talent support and they um if you ever need to go to the doctor whilst you're there or go to have heart surgery like I did. Um, Which hopefully most people yeah. won't have to do. Oh my God, but I don't wish that on anyone. It was actually two years ago, last week, mm. that that, that happened. That was really wild. Yeah. But um, you're okay now. I'm okay now once I had it all done, but it was really scary. I was like in a hospital by myself. In Japan and, and you to... hadn't seen your family for yeah, years. No, like, I hadn't seen crazy. them for so long. And I didn't, I thought I actually might have to be sent home because... Yeah, I remember it was quite serious. Um, it was quite scary, but... I was allowed a translator for all the consultations and the company pay for that. They pay for you to have a translator, they come with you, they, um, so you can basically speak to the doctors and you know yeah. what's going on. But I wasn't actually allowed a translator in the ward because uh, of, of COVID. COVID. Um, so I literally had this little box and to speak to like a nurse about anything, I would have to be like, please can I have some water or something? And it would be like, no, blah, 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 blah. Oh and she would be gosh. like, oh, yes, I'll go get that. Like, um, but it, it was quite, quite an experience. And I'd never had any sort of surgery. Like, I've never been into hospital really for anything major before. So it was quite the experience having to deal with it all in Japanese, in I have to say. <laughs> but they do look after they you. They do though. look after you. That's what I've heard from a lot of people. Yeah. So, I did lose so basically, you would just say, stay open-minded be open yeah. to the experience it's yeah. definitely a culture shock it's more so mm. than like when we go to america for work yeah, and, it is. and europe i think and it's stuff. more it's more like a language thing because obviously it's a different language um and, and there is a lot of cultural differences as well like um etiquette and manners yeah. and just the, the way things are done um are very different but it's a beautiful country oh but absolutely I really want to beautiful go. and the people are so nice they're so polite so accommodating and I think you just have to really sort of be open to that and, and your audiences are good aren't they oh, they yeah. really oh love oh my goodness shows. I could literally talk about this for ages but if you go and work there you create fans and I'm not just saying you will that, become a star you will become a celebrity I'm not just saying that because I'm like oh, I'm famous no that is a huge thing in Japan you have fans. They Fandoms come are a very big thing. every show. They take pictures of everything. They film everything. They send you presents. I, I got sent Louis Vuitton. I got bought watches. I you had Doc to get Martins. sent, you sent like a whole bag home of just like I presents I sent home ten, a massive box of like 10 kilograms of just photo albums, presents. People made chocolates with my face on them. Um, a lady got herself tattooed on 
like my face tattooed on her really? leg. Really? I yes. didn't know that. I can show you the, we can put the picture on Yeah, on let's the, put it on Instagram. I mean, I don't really think it looks like me. It's, it's like a very abstract drawing, but when she showed it to me, she went, it is you, it is your face. Oh my God. And I have a picture of me next to her leg, like. Wow. <laughs> um, like, honestly, um, yeah, my Doc Martens that I have were bought for me. It was like a present. Um, but then you get caught up in fan drama as well. They make Instagram accounts dedicated to you. And you would, li like, my literal Instagram feed used to just be, like, videos of me in the show. I'd be like, oh, my God, does anyone have a video of what happened in that show? Oh, my God, yeah. Like Everyone does. Oh, my um, God. You, you become a celebrity and they, like, find you. It's actually a bit scary. It can get a bit no, bad. yeah. Um, I actually did get in trouble because I started telling a fan what show I was going to be in what day and then another fan got angry that I'd spoken to that fan and not them. So then they complained and then I got in major trouble. Just be really careful They do the kind of pre-warn you though, don't they? Yeah, they do. They, they just are very obsessive. Like the company um, knows that that's something yeah, that Yeah, they do. And, and, and it's like a major thing. Um... And they do protect you. Yeah, and some, some of them are really nice. Some of the fans are lovely, and I really liked most of all of my fans that I got. They were really, really kind, but they just are very obsessive. So do be Just warned. be a bit aware. Don't be going and staying where you live and all of that kind no. of stuff. Just keep um, safe out there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we are just going to have to like cut it quite short because I do have to go to yeah. the appointment in a minute but, but if you have any more questions I feel like we've covered quite, a lot, covered about quite a lot the, about, about um, the job we spoke about the show itself yeah, quite a lot I last week I feel like week. there's more to say about working in theme parks in general uh, like to do with like what it's like working in weather conditions and how they deal with that and um, I don't know like how it, how it operates basically but I don't know. That's, we could do that another time. Or you can episode. you can send us some questions if you if you listen to this and you're like, wait, I'm just wondering how how does this work or whatever. Mm. Send it to us on Instagram. We will yeah. answer you. And it um, can definitely we could do like a little Q and A on the stories yeah. if there's stuff that you think we haven't covered. But I think we've covered like the main bulk yeah. of it. Um, but because we haven't gonna... really discussed like your experience of. Um... <laughs> Of Lady Rara. <laughs> basically, this has all been about Universal Studios Japan. <laughs> well, I, I did say last week when I was Lady Rara, but I forgot that I actually was, I got a job prior to that at Chessington mm. in 2020 in December. Oh, yes, I forgot I about that. I got a little um, Christmas, cabaret. Christmas cabaret, which was a, a new thing that they hadn't done before. Mm. They were casting for the Christmas shows or something in the mm. main park. And so I went to that audition and then they, um, they actually, me and one other girl called Reagan, who mm. I did do Wilderfest with, she was the alternate yeah. Lady Rara, mm. so we, we didn't really do shifts together. Um, but we both got hired to go and do um, cabaret sets in the hotel over Christmas. And it was really fun. We could pick our own set list. So I had all my little Christmas songs. And it was really nice. And we mm. had like these lovely dresses ordered. Mm. And she had, I think, a green oh, one. Yeah. Nice. And I had a blue one, like sparkly mm. Christmassy dress. And we would just go um, into the, the restaurant. There was a little stage area and just do half an hour sets mm. alternating. Um, the two of us and again it was like that mm. we did it, this is December of 2020 mm. we did like 
literally one or two days of shows mm. and then it got shut down because we went into a Christmas so lockdown sad. and my parents my family were, had booked a meal so they were going to oh. come to the following day and, and, they, and they never so I never got any footage of me singing any of these songs I know, and I was doing like last just... Christmas oh. I was doing um, Santa Tell Me yeah. that was my audition song I would have loved to I did All I Want that. for Christmas is You I did A Hand for Mrs. Claus Adina Menzel and Ariana oh. Grande all these great songs and I was like this is great I'm going to have some really good footage mm. of me singing all these Christmas songs. And like, people are really enjoying it. And then, like, literally my parents were meant to come the next day and then it got shut down. And it was devastating because that, that year we'd really been, there'd literally been nothing. And then I'd finally got this lovely little glimmer of light, really nice Christmas mm. show at Chesington in the hotel, which was, just a, it was really nice. Mm. And then it literally lasted two days. That's so that so was sad. So that was my um, first experience. And then I went back in the summer and did Wilderfest. Um, which was really fun but again like that was could probably talk a lot about like the different weather conditions mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff yeah. again we were like celebrities for that summer at Chesington it was like you know at Disney when you have the characters they mm -hmm. walk around and you just get hounded by kids and that was like how it was that year at Chesington because yeah. they really promoted Wilderfest a lot it had like pictures and videos of Lady Rara well, everywhere it was, it was the, the first year, year of it and we would have to go and do roaming and meet and greets and it was literally like i was like oh my god people come and like start grabbing mm -hmm. my tail and like we'd be They're trying to signature. walk back to the theater to do like the um dance mm -hmm. parties and you would just get completely hounded and mm. stopped and queues of people always at the time when you were meant to be like finishing yeah. <laughs> they queue up start wanting pictures but we had like no one we needed really a ranger mm. to come with us and like crowd control mm. and then say like sorry lady rara has got to go now yeah. you could see how at, like disneyland and stuff oh, yeah. the characters really do need the mm. the guide with them i think that's something else that we could discuss another time as well as about costume characters and character performance in theme parks because that is also like a major um part of theme park entertainment as well yeah um which you have a bit of experience with and i have quite a bit of experience with too Defo. But so, yes. before we finish off this one, because I do have to go, I've got a quick fire round of um, theme park questions. Oh, okay. Ten questions. Ah. So we've just we got go. to answer okay, nice I'll, go, I'll try and get them done quickly. Favourite theme park show that you've ever done? Oh my gosh. Um, Banyan, the Circle of Eight at Chessington. Really? Yeah. And Universal Monsters Live. I'm going to put that in too. Mine would be um, Who Headlines You <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, my as well, one. <laughs> the, the one where I'm the scary man as well, when I do the... That was a great show. I didn't really like what I had to sing, but I love my outfit. Okay. What is your favourite ride at Chessington World of Adventures Resort? Vampire. It was the one ride that made me love theme parks. Um, what, what would mine be at Chessington? Um, Dragon's Fury, probably. Yeah, that's a good ride. I like Dragon's Fury. Um, what's your favourite ride at USJ? Um, it was the Flying Dinosaur. It was like... Um, Galactica at Alton Towers, but on a much more extreme scale. So you're like tilted yeah. forward. Yeah, and you were basically like a pterodactyl. It That's was in the Jurassic crazy. Park area. Yeah. I can't answer that one because I've never been to no. Universal. <laughs> I'll say my favourite ride at Disneyland, I said it last time, is the Rack and Roller Coaster. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, what's your favourite type of coaster? Um, oh, that's really hard. I do like a B&M invert. I also like an Intamin hydraulic launch coaster, like Stealth. Um, Translation for regular people? Uh, stealth is a hydraulic launch coaster. A B&M invert is like Nemesis, Alton Towers. Like or, an upside-down-y one. Yeah. Um, I like a B&M. What's a B &M. the forward ones? 
Like the Galactica ones. Oh, that's called a B&M flying coaster. And they're not really my favourite. What about a swarm? That's a B&M winged coaster. And then B&M dive coaster is like a... What about Saw? That is a Gerslauer um, Eurofighter. Oh my god. (laughs) And what about Detonator? Uh, That is a drop tower. Just a drop tower. I can't remember who manufactured it. I think it's like S&S or something. I think it's an S&S drop tower. What about Colossus? That's an Intamin sit-down coaster, I think. What about the 13? That's an... That's an Intamin sit-down coaster, but it's like a, a free-fall coaster. It's a bit more of an updated ride. Okay, so... No, yeah, we're going in a second. Yeah. So, um, fa- what's your favourite type, then? Oh, I'm just going to go for anything B&M. I love it. Anything B&M. Yeah. Mine would be the hydraulic launch coasters. Yeah, Stout I've said this before. Stealth, Furious Rita, Baco, Furious Bacco. Yeah. I love the speed. Okay, um, scariest ride you've been on? Could be Destinator, or actually, if water parks count, I went on this one at Aquatico in Florida, where you cross your legs and you do this, and then the floor just Oh, one of those. You, that was awful. I, I don't think really I ever want to do that again. I, just, I didn't like it. It was really scary. Didn't you go on that one at Tivoli? Did you go on that aeroplane one that goes up really high when we went to Tivoli? Maybe. You know, it's like one of those fairground rides, and it's like... Um, what, and it just launches? No, 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 it's like goes upside down like that, and it's just like a little uh, rocket ship. Did you not go on that? I don't know. I definitely didn't, because I wouldn't. I did go on this really, really, really fast one in Japan. What about those... Don, 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 I think. What about the ones at Winter Wonderland, those launch ones? Which I've actually bungee. never been on one of those. Oh. That but they do scary. Scary, I would yeah. not go on that. My scariest was Detonator because yeah. I hate drop towers. Des- uh, Detonator, was Detonator followed by Croc Drop. <laughs> <laughs> I went on that the other And day. I did go on one at Tivoli that was really, really high up and you just circle round the mm. top and it's like literally a skyscraper, but it doesn't drop you. You just go up and you circle yeah. round. Oh, I've been on it. They make me feel sick. And I thought I it wasn't going to be scary and I went on with like little cousins, <laughs> but I just couldn't do the height. I hated it. And the mm. same, you know, at the O2, they have those swings and they're right. Oh, yeah. I can't. I did that one time, thinking I like I like the one at Chesington with the mm. there used to be the Dennis the Menace Land. Oh yeah, um, Monkey Swinger. It's yeah, Wild Asia. I thought it would be like that, but it was just so high up, and I actually thought I was going to die. Mm. So that's my scariest ones. What um, what's your favourite type of ride? Not coaster. Oh, like a water like a ride, an uh, indoor uh, ride. A I do like loop de loop. Well, a roller coaster, I would Just say. a roller coaster. Mine, mine too. I, I, I also love whatever the, it is in Rush. Oh, a, an SNS Sky Swinger. I, think I do sky like swing, I think it's called. And I, and I actually, so I would say a launch coaster and also spinny ones. I love things that spin. Oh, like a, like a I love, theory. I used to be obsessed with teacups when I was little. I used to just get oh, my yeah. dad to put me on the teacup and spin yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay. Um, next one quickly. Horror mazes, yes or no? Mm, yes. Favourite one? Oh, I did the Creek Freak Massacre at Thought Park. It's gone now, but that was really scary. We've done Fright Nights, haven't we? Yeah, we Fright Nights is really good at Thought Park. I, I, like, I like horror mazes. The ones that I, I don't do like, like are the claustrophobic are ones. Like yeah. I had to do um, one, I can't remember which one it was now. One of the ones at Fright Night one time was really claustrophobic, mm. and I didn't like it. I like it if it's a bit more open. I mean, I'm very terrified, but I do enjoy Yeah, it. I hate them, but I love we, them. We, like, that's just how I feel about yeah. horror movies in general. Like, I, I like, I, I I like scary, scary stuff, but like, I get very scared. Mm. Okay, um, front or back of the roller coaster? Mm, depends on which ride, but probably back, because you get pulled. I like front. 
front front is good because you can see it depends the on the wind, vibe. It's, yeah. it's very dependent. Smiler on front row is brilliant. Yeah. Back row of Smiler is like yeah. oh, it's horrible. It's like whiplash. Yeah. Um, favorite snack to have at a theme park? Mm. Don't know. Anything with cake and chocolate. Mine is those hot little mini donuts. Oh yeah, I don't like get, them. I know, I know, I remember this. That like I used to you, win them you at get work you can get them at like um like Brighton Pier and things like that. Like oh, yeah. those I just love donuts. when they're fresh and they're hot and they I, I'm I don't like Sugary. donuts in general. I love donuts. I don't like crispy creams. I don't like I donuts would never be my See, my snack. This is why we differ because I love donuts, but I just hate those You do, donuts. yeah. I no, I don't. I would never. Th- I would pick a cookie ones. over a donut, but Same. those hot ones at a theme park, I can't resist myself. I love with a with some melted chocolate. Mm. Oh no! L- yummy, yummy, yummy. Okay, last one. What is your favourite theme park in the whole wide world? Okay, well. Chessington for sentimental values because it was like my favourite theme park ever and I still work And there. it's like started off your life. Yeah, but um, I do have to say I went to Tokyo Disney Sea. I wouldn't say it's, I don't know if it's my favourite theme park ever, but it was the most beautiful theme park I've ever been to in my life. I think it's the most expensive theme park ever built. It was incredible. But oh, if we're talking about a whole it. resort, I'm talking about Walt Disney World in Florida. You can't beat it. It's very You good. actually can't beat Disney Walt Disney World in Florida is just Get all the second parks. to none. It's beautiful. Mm, I have, like, obviously, Disney World. You can't, you're yeah. like, fully, you can't beat Disney yeah. World. You Disney actually can't. I love you too, but um, <laughs> I have, a, like, a big connection to Port Aventura. Oh, yeah. That like, we, really good. we used to go every single year as kids. Um, Can we go? We need to book a holiday we there. We actually do need Please to go and book a holiday there. Yeah. And so I just have so many memories of Woody Woodpecker and, like, yeah. going with my family every single year. Do you want to know fun facts about it? It used to be Universal. Did it? It used to be called Universal Mediterranean, and then Universal just sold it off, which is why they have Woody Woodpecker and, like, Betty Boot, because they're all Universal <gasps> oh, characters. Oh, they are. So um, it used that to be the European sense. Universal, but then it wasn't doing very well, so Universal sold it off. But now it's really good. Yeah, I just love it, and I love I love the different parts of the the park. Like I love the theming. I yeah, really love the beautiful. theming. It's got the lovely lake, and then it's got like the French Polynesia mm, section. Yeah. I love the it. The shows are so good the, there too. The China section, mm. the Mexican section. Mm. Like we, like I just have so it's many really happy good. memories at Port Aventura. Really so good. that's my honourable mention. But of course, like. You cannot be yeah. Disney World. You just can't. No, it's it's amazing. So that is some theme park chit chat. Like we said, I mean, I'm sh- there's we could like talk I about could theme go parks on all forever. Day. Like it's so hard to to pin yeah. it down to like a couple of episodes. Um, but let us know. Let us know when when you listen and watch this one. Yeah, if we've like more. missed something out and you're like, oh, I really wish you would have talked mm. more about like the day to day or something, mm. then. You know, we can always answer some more questions and maybe do a Q&A or something, an Instagram Live or something. Like. Absolutely. But yes, that's our episode all on theme parks. And now yes. you're going to go off to, to Disneyland. Disneyland Paris. Just <laughs> matter of hours. I know. So very exciting times. And then we need to plan a trip to Thought Park maybe next we week do. or something when, whenever you're not working. Yeah. I'll tell you my schedule in a minute. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to plan a trip to Thought Park, so stay tuned. <laughs> we'll put some pics on Insta yeah. of um, Universal mm-hmm. and maybe some pics from Japan yeah. and stuff like that. And that's that. All that's left to say is... On, on to, to the, the next! next. <laughs> <laughs>
What was that? Ha ha ha, ho ho ho, and a couple of la-dee-das. That's how we laugh today away in the wonderful land of Oz. Mm.